Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. What a time to be alive, folks. What a time to be alive. This is the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show on a Thursday morning. Uh, if this was a football team, we'd have Bush and Richie through the middle, uh, Glenn and Emma as wingbacks, and producers Adam and Nick sweeping. <laughs> That's what'll be going on this morning. This is not a very positive statement to open a breakfast show with, but I fear for today's show. Oh, no. if what, what, already at yeah, this time? I, I, I do. If what I've eaten already today is indicative of how today's show is going to go, I fear for today's show. What have you had? In the taxi on the way into work this morning, all I've eaten so far today is a bag of mini eggs. Oh, mini confectionery at that time in the morning. That is unbelievable. Okay. It really is. Ten past six. Look at the judgment look in uh, Glenn and Emma's eyes at you right now. They're not, they're you not happy. You scurried in to get some cereal like you were absolutely starving this morning and you already smashed a bag of mini eggs in the car. They were gateway eggs. They were gateway eggs. <laughs> the whole thing's unravelling and getting worse. Why? Why? Just talk us through it. How come you had them on your person? What's going on? I bought so many eggs. They were in my bag. I bought them and then I'd taken the step of thinking, no, 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 Rich, you don't need these. Don't need you don't them. need these. And they stayed in my work bag until I got in the taxi this morning. I put my house keys away in the bag because I'm just leaving to come to work. And I see the mini eggs and the weakness of it being 4.20 in the morning says to me, now's the time for the mini eggs. Well, look, I had a petty faloo, one of my daughter's petty faloos <laughs> this morning. <laughs> it looks like all of us are culpable. That's not as bad as a mini egg, though. It's yeah, it's not as if you'd had a massive faloo. <laughs> just a tiny petty faloo. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, I have had a pack of mini eggs already this morning. 4.20, I started them, gone by 5 o'clock uh, when I arrived here in the taxi. Uh, it's a shameful confession, uh, but it's real. Do you remember any talking the other day, right, about how in France or whatever, the French have hot chocolate in the morning? They and do, that's, yeah. fi- that's kind of cultural well, and fine. Basically, they have cake, don't they, really? Cake in the morning. So yeah. what, what's the difference between what you've just had, the, the mini eggs in the back of the cab, and then the, the French kind of thing of having hot chocolate? Calorifically, Bush, nothing at all. Nothing. And I, I'm really glad that you pointed that out because it does reframe everything. So I don't feel so bad about my confession this morning. But at least I, at least you know who I am when I hold my head up and say, uh, I've, had, I've had this back. Some people are confessing to things. They're, they're not necessarily putting their name to it. <laughs> this text here just finished a night shift and had chicken curried fried rice and half a glass of lager. I guess if you finished your night shift, yeah. that is your evening. No, so that's it's still maybe... weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's not having it. The thing is, are you getting in? That, that's their tea. Like, he's having his tea, that bloke. Yeah, but it's still six o'clock in the morning. But for him, it's... it's his tea. It's his tea. Oh, tea. Mm. Emma, Emma tea. you've just told us you've been eating cereal out of a mug with a spoon, so... Yeah, it's the perfect vessel. It's not too big, not too small. You can hold the handle and get it right up close to your mouth. We'll be doing uh, live uh, cereal mixing a little bit later on on this show. We'll come back to that just after half seven. Uh, Nick's tweet, a breakfast of champions today, espresso and leftover pizza. It's a garlic pizza. Wow. Uh, plus, <laughs> plus he squirrels some away in a Tupperware and says, plus enough for lunch. Oh, he's having it later on yeah. as well. Uh, this text has three cans of K cider. Great to have you on board, sir. And Greg's sausage and bacon baguette uh, as Rob on route to London, he says it's young. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Thursday morning with Bush and Richie, your supply teachers this week. 
Dave and Matt back from their holidays on Tuesday. 25% of this show this morning has been built on a foundation of a bag of mini eggs at 4.20 in a taxi. It's not great, but it turns out that a lot of you guys, well, it's not much better. Smashing the Jaffa cakes in a grab-and-go box, says an anonymous texter. What have you had already? Lauren says, I've already had two energy drinks, two boost bars, chicken cup of soup, various packets of crisps. I've nearly finished the night shift, but I'm going to stay and eat dinner at half three when I wake up. Uh, there's a nod to nutrition out there with Peter in Woodford uh, on the way into work. Had coffee, banana and apple, so that's not too bad. Uh, Steve has just had a Cornish pasty. He's just finished work and he's starving. <laughs> OK. Simple as that. Uh, Dave is hanging on to talk to us. Dave, what have you got going on? So uh, I've got a lovely open packet of Fox's Crunch Creams here, which was on special offer at a local supermarket. And, uh, yeah, it was been staring at me, so 20 to 6 this morning... Wow. It just called out to me, just have it. So, is, can I, am I right in thinking that you're speaking to us on hands-free, but you maybe have the buffet laid out on the passenger <laughs> seat of the car? Is that what's going on? A little yeah. spread? That's, that's absolutely right. I'm not, you know, I'm not stupid, so uh, it's there ready to go if I need it. So, um, to clarify, the whole pack of Fox's Crunch Creams has gone? No, no, there are three left. Because oh, Dave. Once, once I reach the, the, the tasty arches that is coming up, uh, after a bacon roll, you got to have some afters, haven't you? You are unbelievable. <laughs> this man's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Dave, what a hero. What a hero. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Thursday morning's breakfast show on Absolute Radio, frustratingly close to the weekend. It's Bush and Richie looking after things. Dave and Matt back next week. Uh, asking you what have you had already? It's nearly half six. What have you eaten already? Uh, Matt Kitchen says, I took inspiration from your cereal cutting yesterday and I've just had shredded wheat with muesli. It tastes like the colour beige. <laughs> We're going to be doing that live on the show after half seven based on your recipe recommendations from yesterday. Uh, Kevin says, morning guys, normal breakfast for me uh, is three chocolate biscuits with a cup of tea to dunk so I can have my ten vitamin tablets. Cheers, he says. Ten vitamin tablets with three... <laughs> Isn't that how Elvis died? I feel like we need to reset. I feel like we need to reset this morning. There's something going on. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, there's a story that we've noticed this morning that uh, has intrigued both Bush and myself. Mm. Uh, but we want to put it to you. But we put it to you with great caution. Let me explain. Uh, we're very aware that, obviously, our normal home time mob, well, they are, to be quite frank, a bit of a mob. It's a bit like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, getting up and doing poetry in front of a pub. Sometimes it's a little showing. bit like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot of heckling, that kind of stuff. They'll take things the wrong way. They'll yeah. take it down a path that we are not necessarily want them to take it down. They don't help themselves. But Richie and I have always considered you guys at breakfast, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's a home time crowd, but you're like, we know where we are with you. Like You're a cut above. It's more you know refined. Yeah, so you're like, more refined. So we can put this story to you and you won't take it the wrong way. Yeah. What does Alexa look like? In your mind, <laughs> what does Alexa look like? <laughs> Just have a little think about it. Throw the re- a picture there. The reason, the reason we ask is uh, the, the head scientist uh, behind the Alexa Artificial Intelligence Division has said that uh, Alexa is cruelly constrained inside smart speakers and phones and needs eyes and a robot body truly to flourish. And that says sometimes yep. that a smart assistant loses the ability to answer a question properly, uh, properly because it can't move around the house with eyes and a body to be able to take in that extra information to give you a fully 
qualified answer. So it's like the prequel to the Terminator movies as we step towards this AI, this sentient, uh, you know, robot beings or whatever. But in your mind, when you hear Alexa's voice, uh, what does she sound like? I mean, here's a little clip of what Alexa sounds like. One tablespoon equals three teaspoons. Do you know what? I think she might have incredibly tight curly hair like Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> OK, just to my mind. Glenn and Emma, what are you thinking? And is she in this? a large sort of mecha suit as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Roaming around the house. Again, yeah. We can work on that. It's early days with the technology. Mm. I think she's like in her late 30s, quite tall. I imagine her with brown hair kind of up in a sophisticated twist. Do you know what? I've, I've imagined brown hair as well. Mm. I think we could be onto something there. One tablespoon equals three teaspoons. Glenn, what are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, 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 always wearing, like permanently wearing a, a business suit, um, like she's, like she's in an advert suit. for yoghurt. Yeah. Really? You see, for me, I'm go- but going back to the Sigourney Weaver thing, I'm thinking, what are those things? I never know the names of different uh, female outfits, but what's someone where you have like a, a boiler suit? It's not a boiler suit. A jumpsuit. Jumpsuit, that's the word. I don't so you're still on the Sigourney Weaver thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Where yeah. does the polar bear keep its money? In a snowbank. <laughs> Richie, what do you think she looks like? I'd, I'd imagine a little bit more bookish. Oh, right. A little bit more sort of librarian-y. Yeah. Okay. Than, uh, than Sigourney Weaver in a boiler suit. What hair you got going on there? Brown hair. Yeah. Much like, uh, much like Emma. Um, a very straight fringe. Okay, I think we're getting towards <laughs> some form of e-fit this here. This is utterly surreal. This is very surreal. But, it's not meant to be. But please join in. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Alexa creators have said that uh, needs to have a body and eyes. It can't just be locked inside a machine. Yeah. We're speculating what Alexa may look like as they now try and develop Alexa into a robot body. Ask yourself this question, what does Alexa look like? Paul Johnson says the AOL girl, but with glasses and Susie Dent's hair. Uh, Tez is saying a cross between Mary Poppins and the Wizard of Oz, just sitting there behind a screen, googling all requests and questions. Uh, but a bigger question from someone else is, what does Emma look like? She has a nicer personal assistant voice. Can we upgrade our phones and hear Emma instead? Wow, I'd love to get that job. Imagine yes, that. Uh, Emma, Emma, What's the weather in Hull like today? <laughs> um, the weather in Hull is probably raining. There you go. Slap, her bet. slap in the face for people in Hull as well. Uh, Stevie, uh, what are you picturing yourself? In my mind, she's a spitting image of Pat Butcher here off EastEnders. <laughs> right, you mean get out of my pub style Pat Butcher from EastEnders with the earrings and the fur coat and all that kind of lark going on? Totally, just standing there with her hands in a pocket and a fake, a fake fur coat. You know, walking around the market, that's the total vision I've got of her. The thing is, I've got one in every in every room in my house, so... You've got a pat in every room? Look, I've got a pat butcher in every room. So, But you, you've actually you actually also just said there that you've got Alexa... You, you, you've, you're picturing her as a market trader. Yeah, yeah. I know necessarily it wasn't necessarily her job, but she'd walk around the market, hands in her pocket and then waiting for everybody to ask her a question. Do you know what, though? Uh, the actual actress who played Pat Butcher, Pam St. Clements, yeah. is actually really like well-spoken. Very posh. But has still got that look. So mm. maybe you're onto something here, Steve. I think it might be. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. 
Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Absolute Radio's breakfast show, Thursday morning. It's Bush and Richie looking after it this week while Dave and Matt are uh, off on holiday. The goal of the week uh, was to be able to hand the show back next week as we found it. And so far, I don't, I don't think anything's necessarily been broken. Although we are mixing cereals at half seven, so let's just see yeah, what good happens. Point, right. uh, now, is it fair to say you only get one first gig in your life? You do. You get one first gig, that's literally it's indelible. And I think once you've had your first gig, that's kind of it, stuck with it forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost think it should go on your ID. Do you know what I mean? It's quite important. It's almost like your blood group or it's your yeah, 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 That yeah. kind of thing. Uh, now, as you know, I'm comparing the Teenage Cancer Trust gigs at the Royal Albert Hall this yeah. week, uh, which have been great. Tom Grennan last night was fantastic. Uh, tomorrow night it's Doves, which is going to be immense because mm. it's their first gig since they've reformed. So it's going to be an emotional evening, a brilliant evening, and uh, my partner Katie's coming along, and we're going to be bringing our little six-month-old baby daughter Thea with us in a sling with little cute ear protectors on her and stuff Amazing. as well. So that'll be really cool, and I hope Thea in the future, I was saying last night I hope in the future when Thea grows up she appreciates that this is a cool first gig to be taken to I'm I'm, I'm certain she will appreciate it because as you say that first gig it's indelible you can't change it you can't change it because you know she'll be able to say to her friends when she's older she went to see Doves Mm. at the Royal Albert Hall that's really cool but for me my first ever gig uh, that I was taken to by my parents and I don't mean like first gig you went to as like a teenager first ever time you set foot into a gig for me was the Furies and Davy Arthur uh, at the Bristol Hippodrome with my brother. My mum and dad took us. And I don't know if you know the Furies and Davey Arthur, they were all kind of, they're an Irish folk band and they, they sing songs in front of crackling log fires like Foster and Allen. <laughs> it's a little clip of what my brother and I would have watched. I love you as I've never known. If you watch the Alan Partridge the other week, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since first I saw you on so there you go. That was my first ever gig. That's staying with me for the rest of my life. I want to know from you this morning, what was your first ever gig? See, you've... <laughs> Thea's going to have a great first gig. Yeah. You're a little bit ashamed about that. You shouldn't be when I put this forward, right? You can't change it. <laughs> uh, my, my first gig was later into my life than it should have been. It was my first year of university. Mm-hmm. It was at the Bournemouth International Centre. Uh, it was Louise Nerding. Wow. Is that Louise Louise? Louise Louise. Louise Louise. Eternal was going a little bit south. She went solo. <laughs> and Wait, this... she was in Eternal? Yes, yes yeah. Glenn. What? Come on, Glenn. I didn't think I'd be educating people about the solo <laughs> career of Louise this morning. <laughs> if Richie was at the gig, you'd have heard something like this. Imagine Richie absolutely going for it in the front no, row. stop it. It's a tune, to be fair. <laughs> Was she good? She knocked it out of the park. <laughs> you go, girl. What? How did you end up going to that, though? How is that even a thing? I'd, I'd rather hear from other people than take questions right now. If it was a police interview, I'd be saying no comment. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Quarter past seven Thursday morning on Absolute Radio's Breakfast Show. I can't talk because of the shame of the first gig confession, to be quite frank. And if you're... No, don't. I can see see your hand hovering over something. I don't like that. It's bad form. It's amazing. I just can't stop imagining you dancing at the front. And if your friend jumps down to the front when they've got you've got like a popcorn each and you both then start eating. <laughs> we did not have popcorn. Did you scream out for a particular song? <laughs> Stuck I love in the it. middle with you was a good one. Loved it. It's a good cover. So Richie's first ever gig was Louise. 
Uh, what was your first ever gig? Emma, what was yours? Um, A1 came to perform wow. at like a, a gathering of schools in Essex. <laughs> what was their song? What were they famous for? The, I was just saying, the only one I can remember is a cover of Take On Me. They did? I remember that, yeah. But I don't remember any original tracks. No original tracks that you can recall. Were they good when you saw them? Were they all right? Yeah, I think I was just mesmerised by Ben's curtains. He had a, an amazing um, hairstyle. Window. Yeah, it was very long brown <laughs> curtains. That's all I can remember. See, at least Naked was an original. It's a good point. At least yeah. Louise was doing her own tracks. No, that's that true. Do you wish the curtains would make a comeback? I love the curtains. Absolutely haircut. not. We were just looking at old photos of Ben Adams from A1 and I don't wish they made a comeback <laughs> okay. at all. Okay, that one off, Glenn for you what was your first gig I was going to argue that you should be allowed to just forget your first gig and just say that your second ever gig was your first ever gig I remember my second one was Blazing Squad so I don't want to do that my first one my first one wasn't out of choice uh, it was when I was about 12 years old my mum for her birthday dragged the whole family to the Hammersmith Apollo to watch Darren Hayes from Savage Garden oh my not Savage Garden just Darren Hayes Darren Hayes on his own I didn't even know he had a solo career yes he did Insatiable that was the <laughs> the insatiable tour. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This is the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show. It's Bush and Richie. Taking our six-month-old daughter to see Doves tomorrow night, which would be a very cool first gig. What was your first ever gig? Joe Robertson says, MC Hammer, Glasgow SCC Arena, 1991, and won tickets for a newspaper competition. Uh, Rob claiming a cracking start to live music. Guns N' Roses, August 1991, Wembley Stadium with Skid Row and Nine Inch Nails supporting. He was 15. How's that even be your first gig? That's amazing. amazing. That is amazing. We've got Dean on the line. Dean, where are you calling from? Uh, All right, then, man. What was your first ever gig? Uh, it was a 911 gig on Wish Bay Beach. <laughs> wow. 911. <laughs> Did you go with your own yeah. accord or were you taken there by parents? What was the deal with it? No, it was, uh, it was actually a free gig. Um, we were just walking past the beach and we just got some there for a few hours. So, hang on, and 911 were playing at a fun fair, or is the, is, is the phone not helping here? It, it was just on the beach. Um, I, I, don't, I was only about five. It's a vague memory, to be honest. It's weird, isn't it? Because you're only five and you didn't have any choice in it, but it's too late now. That's your first gig. It's 911. There's nothing you can do about it. And in that respect, Dean has a defence because I chose and pay to go and see Louise. He was 18 years old. <laughs> The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Uh, we are trying to work out what everyone's first gigs are. You only get one first gig in your life. That's it. It's stuck, it's stuck with it for the rest of your life. It's indelible. Uh, some are cool, some aren't so cool. Uh, listen to this one. Graham, in my ambulance in London, he says, first gig was Saxon on the Denim and Leather Tour, 1980 at oh, Chelmsford wow. Odeon. What about wow. that? That's quite cool. Now, some are cool, and then obviously some, if it was your second gig, not so cool. Adam here, Oasis, Manchester GMAX, 1997 on the Be Here Now Tour. Wow, what a start. But the next gig would have been Sid Owen, a.k.a. Ricky Butcher, in a Burnley nightclub. <laughs> he missed it. I bet Sid was good. I wonder what stuff Sid was doing. He had a voice at the time. He did have a voice, didn't he? I'm sure he? he still does. I'm sure he's got an extensive back catalogue. That'll get you on Spotify tonight. Uh, what about this? Mike from Tadley. What about this for an 80s fiesta? Uh, my first gig was in 1985 
age 14, Michael Jackson's bad tour at Milton Keynes Bowl, supported by Kim Wilde. That's amazing. That is unbelievable. Please can someone also, very quietly on the slide, check if Sid Owen is on Spotify. <laughs> uh, yeah, chaps, does the Chuckle Brothers count? Because if not, it's Britney Spears. No regrets, Mark. Britney Spears would be a good gig to go to. First As gig. would have been the Chuckle Brothers. Bearing in mind, we're sat here chatting, you know, yeah. Louise Nerdin over there and the Furies <laughs> and Davey Arthur. Uh, and Jordan from Maidenhead says, guys, my first gig was Jean-Michel Jarre at Wembley Stadium. for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie it's uh, time for a bit of the show that i think we've all been looking forward to Serial fusion. Serial fusion. We talked about this on the show yesterday, uh, the concept of combining two cereals in the morning to make a different flavour. A concept that seems to draw out very strong opinions from people. Yes. Either very much for it or very much against it. Mixologists or abstainers. <laughs> so we're going to experiment this morning in the studio. You gave us a lot of suggestions of our text and Twitter yesterday. Uh, we have quite a, uh, a mezze of cereal in front of us this morning. <laughs> Morning. Please picture the scene. I want you to imagine uh, Glenn and Emma stood here. And what it's almost like the queue in the morning if you were staying at a low budget bed and breakfast and having a continental breakfast. Yeah. You have to <laughs> go and pick the bits up from the table. Richie stood at the end with a collection of cereal. Uh, Richie, what have we got on the menu that people could mix? Frosted shreddies, curiously cinnamon, crave. Curiously cinnamon is that an actual thing. Sounds like a name on a forum. It's cinnamon grahams, isn't it? Is that what it is? Mm. Is it? Yeah, aren't they? Curiously cinnamon, that's all it's labelled as. But they're, they are cinnamon grahams. Deep down, they're <laughs> that, is the same, they're, they're, that is the product, isn't is that, it? Is that like a... You know when they do like a copy of it? Is that what that is? Or they've rebranded themselves? If we're going to argue about the history and the name, we could be here for a while. <laughs> but I do want to write... there's arguments about the food to be had too. Also, as a business, I wouldn't put Curious in the title. It's not good, is it? It's not good. I'd like to write a book called Curiously Cinnamon, though. Crave, spelt with a K. Like it. Brown flakes. Spelled with a K. <laughs> <laughs> Wheatos, shredded wheat, crunchy nut cornflakes, and then finally we've got a good old uh, variety pack of the uh, the miniature cereals as well. There's a bit of porridge down there as well. So, you, I mean, are we going to allow... Are we going to put limitations on this as, like, two different cereals each? Or where are we going here, Richard? What are you thinking? I think the maximum you should have... It's five. <gasps> this is outrageous. What? This is outrageous. In one bowl? In one bowl. Even Emma, who just earlier on ate cereal out of a mug for no apparent reason, is absolutely <laughs> incandescent with rage. No more than three, I think. In five minutes' time, you will hear me mixing five cereals in one bowl. They said it couldn't be done. <laughs> Glenn, and please hand out the bowls to Glenn and Emma. Let's uh, get our continental breakfast underway and let's start hey, mixing. You need one too. Don't dodge out of this. I know what your opinions are. Come on. I'm not a fan, but I'll give it a go. There you are. And we will report back. Stay where you are. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, have you ever eaten cereal face to face with anyone before like this? Standing up? This <laughs> yeah, is really unusual. Have you ever got for cereal on a date? <laughs> uh, we are doing live cereal mixing based on your suggestions yesterday. Cereal fusion. Cereal fusion. To give it its title, thank you. <laughs> so, Glenn and Emma are in the main bit of the studio here. We've got like a little breakfast buffet set up. Everyone's got a bowl, a little bit like a continental breakfast, and basically you can pick two or more cereals, combine them, and see what you create. Everything's been opened, just to uh, give you uh, the information here. Aside from the variety pack, no one's gone for the variety pack there. Actually, no one's touched the bran flakes either. Actually, no, yeah, that's, not that's good. very telling, isn't it? Yeah, pretty grim-looking things, them, aren't they? 
pretty brutal. Not at all. I think, uh, yeah, if you mix, if you mix, that's a fantastic cereal. I think we just, I think it was just at the back of the pack, and that's why no one's got there. In this world of, of fusion, cereal fusion, I think bran flakes are like, you know, like like rubble that you would put within cement to hold it together. Which was a technical <laughs> yeah, yeah, word yeah. for that. Right. I think that's, that's what that is. So, Glenn, let's start with you. What have you gone for? Um, well, I started with fun. I went for Crave, the uh, chocolate-filled parcels, um, as well as Frosted Treadies, and I realised that that was too unhealthy and I didn't yeah. I didn't want it to be healthy but I just felt sorry for the shredded wheat because I thought that's not going to get a look in so I put shredded wheat in as well and I've got to say the least dominant flavour is the frosted shreddies oh, right. crave is the first thing that hits you and then the texture for shredded wheat actually like the shreddies may as well not be there so it kind of works it's amazing if this was the 2.0 version of it you'd probably lose then the one yeah and I, I'm not good at mixing food together like, if I have a full English I eat every individual item separately you're one of those they people. don't get oh. yeah so the, I this is strange for me. This is a nightmare for you, but it kind of works taste-wise. It's a great nightmare. I love that. Emma, what have you got? I was intrigued by people who said mix a chocolate cereal with a non-chocolate cereal because I thought that's going to contaminate the milk. So I've done that today. I've gone for Wheatos, <laughs> Crunchy Nuts and Crave. And frankly, it's a taste sensation. It looks good from here, doesn't it's it? It's great. I like the fact that they all look quite different. I think if you mix the, the you know a lot of flakes together, that's boring, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's just like ASMR. What's that? The sounds what? of <laughs> Sorry, you wouldn't know that. Sorry, we go that to a was different, a different show. <laughs> the sounds of people like eating through the microphone, it's meant to be um, you know, relaxing. Oh, is I, it? Yeah. ASMR sounds like something you might have to go to the doctor's for. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Richie, what have you been writing down? <clears throat> I've been making notes. Oh, here we go. Uh, because obviously I've gone for the uh, the quintuplet of uh, cereal fusion. I've gone Frosted Shreddies, right. Wheatos, Crunchy Nut Cornflakes, Crave and Curiously Cinnamon. That's outrageous. Um, it's 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 a li- little bit like going to the cinema and having revels, okay? Because you don't know which cereal is going to be the dominant taste in each spoonful that you have. The Jeopardy, though, I imagine is quite good. You never know what you're going to get. But I'd say there's probably two that are coming out the most, and that is uh, the Crave, because every now and then you get the explosion of the chocolate parcel. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? This I don't know. What's I don't know. On? That was an unfortunate phrase there, and. Um, <laughs> I think I had that happen to me once on the way back from a night out. What was it? <laughs> um, or the curious to cinnamon. <laughs> Bush, how about you? I've gone for crunchy nut cornflakes yeah. and Crave. I think Crave has been the real winner this really morning. Really has been, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's good, man. Yeah. It's, maybe you've got me into cereal mixing. Cereal fusion. No, you've got to get the name right. Got to get the cereal, cereal fusion. fusion. Thanks, everybody. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie looking after things this week. Uh, Dave and ba- uh, Dave and Matt are back next week. I just hope we've got enough left for tomorrow. As you would have heard the last 15 minutes, we're running a little bit on fumes now. We're just mixing cereals, so uh, we'll see how things go. I feel buoyed up by eating a bit of Crave. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be fine. Me too. Have a Crave rave. Now, here's a question for you. Anyone else have certain things that they aren't allowed to touch in their house? Can't touch this. By that, I mean, like, your partner's special property. <laughs> 
for me, uh, I'm not allowed to use my girlfriend Katie's special shampoos that she has in the shower. You know, girls sometimes have these big, not a normal bottle of shampoo, it's like really big. Huge bottle. Huge bottle of shampoo that you might use if you were like a hairdresser or whatever. I don't know where they get them from because there's obviously a certain value to these huge ones as well that is uh, uh, maybe a lot more expensive than maybe what we're finding in the supermarkets. It's actually cheaper to buy it like that. That's why we do it. Really? From a hairdresser supplier. The one Katie's got is, you know when some people have a giant bottle of Bell's whiskey they keep two pence pieces in? Yeah. It's like that. I think they're a litre. (laughs) It really is a litre. But it's called like Aussie something or other shampoo. And then there's a really expensive conditioner. I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what conditioner does. What does conditioner do? I don't know. It's like a hand gel that you put on your head. Feels good. It It makes your hair soft and gets the tangles out, but I don't think you need that. Okay, fair. Well, there you go. We're denying the, the need for conditioner. But it does raise the issue, what can't you touch in your own house? I was once in a, once in a situation. <laughs> once in a situation. <laughs> oh, mate, the, no, the word situation makes it sound worse. It wasn't. I was once in a situation where I was sharing a house uh, with someone who uh, I, I believe maybe a relative had passed. Okay. Uh, and there was a cabinet of trinkets that had belonged to that relative. Yeah. And it had been made very clear that uh, these were of great value and I should go nowhere near them. And even just, like, hoovering the lounge, which was meant to be a good thing, (laughs) it felt like the fear of God had been put into me that I just should go nowhere near this cabinet. It scared me. Well, if if ever there was a a contender for a haunted cabinet... That has got to be up there. (laughs) I'm not sure it's even haunted. It was just... It was... I just felt like there was going to be consequences. Because I, I, I see where you're going with that, and, and, you know, in terms of it being both ways, like just saying about the shampoo and everything, I'm not allowed to touch. For me, it's like the PlayStation and stuff is my... It's, I'll sort it out. If someone's going to record anything, yeah. use, the, use the play. I'll do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it goes both ways. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. This is the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show. It's Bush and Richie this week. Can't touch this. Asking you this question, what can't you touch in your own house? Uh, can I just say, we've had, and you know who you are, right? You've, there's been about seven or eight texts all mentioning the missus. Yep. Let's just leave that there. Yeah, we get the joke. It's 16 minutes past eight. Just park it. They're better than that. You are better than that. We said at the start of the show, you lot are, are a higher grade than, you know, the rabble we normally have. So, you know, don't play up, all right? My wife, Emma, goes mad if anyone sits on a certain sofa because she plumps it up and has her sparkly cushions on it. My 10-year-old son, James, tries to push people on it as they walk past it to wind her up. <laughs> I love Good that behaviour. Well done. Good little lad. Uh, Emma, <laughs> anything in your house you're not allowed to touch? No one is allowed to touch the bed after I've made it. Wow. Um, and I think... My husband deliberately plonks himself down on it very heavily to put his socks on when he knows that no <laughs> creases are allowed. I love and he's it. not even allowed to make the bed um, because he doesn't make it right. There's a lot of rules going on there, isn't there? Where do yeah. you begin? Do you, when do you actually make the bed? Is it like an evening turndown service where you might go in the other room, come back, and someone's done the bed for you, like in a hotel? Well, it's a weird one now that I leave at half four in the morning. Normally, there's he's in the bed when I leave. Right. You can't really make it if he's still in it. So, yeah. yeah so, so he can't even make it at home, despite the fact that you've. So you'd rather come home 
this morning to Tired. an unmade bed than him have had an attempt at making it. I'd rather he attempted if I wasn't there, but say it's a weekend and we're both there, then he doesn't, he doesn't get a look <laughs> I, I just need to say, when she said say it's a weekend, it was actually a roll of the eyes. Did you catch that? I saw that roll of the eyes. Fantastic. Uh, 8, 12, 15. Glenn, have you got anything that you're not touching your own house? Yeah. Um, there's so I'm on my bed, I sleep with two pillows, but I have four pillows overall, and I'm not allowed to move the two pillows that I don't use off the bed because every time my girlfriend comes over, she's like, well, I, I, you know, those pillows need to stay on the bed. It's my flat, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So what is it with those pillows? What's, what's, what's the thing with the pillows? I don't know. I think because when I don't use them, I just put them on the floor, and I think she hates the idea of a pillow being on the floor and then going back on the bed, which is a legitimate Fair argument. Enough. But at the same time, I return to the same conclusion. My flat. <laughs> the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Thursday morning, the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show. This week with Bush and Richie. Asking you the question, what in your house can't you touch? She touched it. And some interesting stuff coming in here. Aid says we have four show towels in the bathroom that we are not allowed near if any visitors use them or hell breaks loose. I don't understand the uh, the practice of show towels. Show towel. Emma, you sound like you have a show towel. I was just thinking that I sound like someone who should have show towels. <laughs> you need a show towel <laughs> in your I life. But I don't. Get one. Uh, my husband, Sean, isn't allowed to touch my toothpaste as he squeezes from the middle of the tube. Oh. We both use the same brand. <laughs> we just have a tube each, says Louise in Leeds. That is unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Bush and Richie, there are six model tanks on the mantelpiece in my living room. I'm not allowed to touch them. The odd thing is I built them and I live on my own, says oh, John in Leeds. But they're brilliant tanks. Kim says the dishwasher, he'll always rearrange it after I've loaded it. And Rossi says I'm currently banned from the washing machine for always using the wrong settings. He adds, I mean, who even knows the right sayings? There are less buttons on a flipping jun- jumbo jet. It's got a point, I don't know. Uh, Catherine's hanging on, what can't you touch, Catherine? Um, my husband's Black Sabbath rug. Wow, your, your husband's Black Sabbath rug. And where is this in the house? Yeah, it's in our bedroom, right outside our double wardrobe. <laughs> What's the story behind this? Has he had it for years? Tell us about this rug. Um, he's probably had it for about three years. Um, but it's very special to him. I'm, I'm not even allowed to walk on it. I'm not allowed to hoover it. Um, he comes and inspects it. And if he's seen that I've walked on it, uh, he's not happy about that. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Sounds like some kind of shrine rather than a rug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed That's to walk on it. Yeah, which is quite tricky considering where it is. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you wish sometimes that that rug would just go away, you know, make it disappear? Yeah. You know what I mean? I walk all over it. Don't worry about it. I was going to say, can I, can I, if, if you've had an argument and he's offended you in some way, do you ever go upstairs and purposefully just dance on the rug? <laughs> yeah, when he's not here. <laughs> Love it. That's what you got to do. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. And we're asking you what you can't touch in your own house. There have been plenty of items uh, coming in. Uh, one that has just jumped out at me, and I, I'm hoping a lot of people will share this, maybe from their uh, from their younger days. No one is allowed to touch my fabric scissors. But growing up, my mum had exactly the same house rule. Yes, my mum, exactly the same in our house. There was always a pair of scissors that was the sharpest Posh. ones. And you couldn't do any of your stuff at home or your homework with those. Well, I, 
we, we had in our house, we had one, my mum had one posh pe- uh, pair of scissors and also uh, some, you know, like crazy zigzag scissors? What are they called, those things? Yes, I know the ones, yeah. Cut out crazy yeah, kind of yeah, corners yeah. on stuff. That was back in the day. I don't know if it's still the case now, but um, my mum was forever making, like, you know, trousers and stuff for people and all that kind of thing. You know, you used to go past shops and in the window you had, uh, you could buy, like, a, uh, a, map, a plan for actually cutting something out and yeah. making it yourself. Those were the days. I'm going to rebel and buy some fabric scissors on the way home. Yeah, and keep them just for yourself. Yeah. And maybe in like a little packet or pocket or something. Uh, Dawn says, uh, worryingly, walnut cake. She's not allowed to touch walnut cake in her house, which is strange. Okay. I'm not allowed, this person doesn't leave their name. I'm not allowed to touch my wife's hair in the morning. Right. It's quite weird. (laughs) I wouldn't want anyone touching my hair in the morning. It's kind of strange, isn't it? Uh, And Michelle says, I like my own towel, but was made to feel I was the psycho for doing some. So suffice to say, I'm now happily single. No, that's correct. One towel per person. I th- we've just got towels in our house. Someone's got their own towel. Oh, Have man. you got your own towels, Emma? Again, I thought that was normal. Are they <laughs> monogrammed or? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they are. I bet they are. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie looking after things this week. Uh, Ali has just texted, 8, 12, 15. I've been stuck in traffic listening to you all morning. Please don't forget to clean your teeth. Oh, I yeah. guess when you think about it, we have eaten a lot of stuff this morning. Yeah. We've discussed a lot of stuff that we've eaten. We probably should clean our teeth. Particularly, I've had uh, the Crave uh, <laughs> cereal, which I've never had before. It's got chocolate in the centre, so, and that's for Glenn and Emma as well. But clean I also teeth. held my hand up about that bag of mini-eggs as well. So, oh, yeah, that was earlier on. Mm, yeah. It could be one of those people. I was doing this for a bit I haven't done it for a long time I was bringing a toothbrush and toothpaste into work and cleaning my teeth in work just in the middle of the day it's not really a good indication is it two hours 50 minutes of this breakfast show and Ali finally gets the chance to get in touch and her, her point of communication <laughs> is uh, please can the presenters clean stage their teeth? and intervention <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, other stuff that's come in so I apologise about my attempt to try and explain that my mum used to make her own clothes because we've had about two pages of corrections Bush for making clothes it's called a pattern not a plan uh, and then Morning Bush and Richie, it's pinking shears are the zigzag scissors, says Holly. Yes, now, we're all your mother's clothes with, like, <laughs> zigzag Crazy. patterns. Or yeah. What's going on? Dressed like a troubadour. Where do you see these pinking shears? Do you think Xboxes have killed off pinking shears? No, I don't see them being used anymore, no, pinking no. shears. Who's, who's, who's cutting sort of zigzag fabric these days? No one is. No, you're all playing Xbox Live. That's so what's of going the, on. The days of the zigzag fabric are gone. <laughs> The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, meanwhile, we I guess we're just sounding the death knell for Pinkin' Shears. <laughs> Richie's suggesting they may have been uh, usurped by the Xbox. Yeah. Which is interesting, an interesting theory. Let's go to the phones and say hello to Laura. Good morning, how are you? Hey, we're good. Good to have you on. Where are you right now, this minute? Um, I'm in Northwood. I'm just parked up in a pub car park on my way into work. Fantastic. Have a quick swift one on the way in. So, so, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a thought, yeah. <laughs> Is this a report of actual pinking shears usage in 2019? It is. I have my mum's original pinking shears from I don't know when. I actually, I think they were my nan's. I think they were my mum's mum's. Wow. And I, I use them to make um, gift tags with my old Christmas cards. 
There you go. go. So, oh. pinking shears are alive and well, Laura. That's the message you want to tell the rest of the country right now. They are alive and well in... Well, I live in Rickmansworth, so I'm away to Northwood. They are alive and well in Rickmansworth. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to put a little pin in the map. There you go. Right yeah, there, good is, there. All is not lost for the pinking shear. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. The unique thing about this breakfast show is that it's one show but seven playlists. And here on Absolute Radio, just played the killers yeah. and uh, all these things that I've done. A lot of people earlier on saying that the killers uh, is the first gig that they've taken their kids to. We were talking about first gigs. That's just really like way cool, isn't it? Imagine the killers is your first gig. So much cooler than my Louise. Yeah. Uh, Danielle in Manchester took our son to watch the killers at Bolton last year. He was five at the time. His second gig will be Catfish and the Bottleman, Manchester Arena in May. Much cooler than me. That is unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? Uh, Robin Cardiff, first gig was Tears for Fears back in 1983. Years later, I've taken my son to his first gig, which was Tears for Fears at Hyde Park, supporting the killers. And there's Emma sat there, having watched A1 when she was just a wee in. Can't beat it. Can't, literally can't beat A1. for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie no repeat guarantee up to speed now bush and richie looking after the dave berry breakfast show this week absolute radio uh damien in greenwich has texted to say morning team i'm just wondering if the pizza eating competition is actually going to happen tomorrow oh. and my money is on glenn Got a back already there, Glenn. Great, thank you so much for the support. <laughs> I do, we're not. Are we doing that? We're no, not, we no. can't. We spoke of it, but we Why not? look at it. Why no, not? We can't. Look at it. Look at Why what not? we're surrounded by, Glenn. Look at the, the boxes yeah, of cereal, which dirt. isn't pizza. I know, but it's quite. <laughs> we've already had a listener intervene and ask us and make sure we brush our teeth today. We we've can't. had a, we've had a dirty food week this week, haven't we? And Let's go out with a bang on Friday. <laughs> yeah, and then we just start properly next week. <laughs> detox. Richie's already been going on about explosions and chocolate parcels. I don't think we need to do any more of that. Thank Thank you very much. Pizza competition cancelled. Absolute radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. So I'm comparing the Teenage Cancer Trust gigs at the Royal Albert Hall this week. It's a hell of an honour. It's been brilliant so far. Last night was Tom Grennan, mm -hmm. who was fantastic. Really, really good. Yep. I've never seen him play live before, but he's brilliant. And we were just saying this earlier on that I think the story is that he used to play for the Aston Villa youth team. I did not know that. He's, he's a really good football player, got injured, and then he's kind of chosen this path of music oh, wow. and stuff as well. Uh, so he was amazing last night, but I was mesmerised by what he was wearing because as on. I was sat on the uh, the side of the stage there. Who was that making a little noise? It's a little... That's Let me producer Nick it. being a disaster, quite frankly. It's like the ghost of Thomas Kemp. If you I remember. think he wants to make a speech. He was tapping the glass. <laughs> he is actually an Aston Villa fan. Maybe there's some kind of... Uh, he just got excited at the word of Villa. ...little reaction from him as well. But Tom Grennan last night at the Teenage Cancer Trust gig was wearing, check this out, he was wearing smart tracky bottoms, no socks and smart slip-on shiny shoes. Now, you say smart tracky bottoms. Smart tracky bottoms. I'm not sure there's such a thing. There is. They had a, um, a crease down the front. You know, like you'd have a crease down a front of, uh, like, you know, trousers you'd wear to an interview. He had a crease in the front. What do you call that thing? 
Pink in shears, isn't it? <laughs> no, the, the line down the front of the trousers has been ironed. It's ironed. a crease, yeah, definitely. It's a crease, a crease. isn't it? Yeah. D- d- Tracksuit bottoms, I'm sorry, that is uh, for a visit to Spa or the petrol station. I, I don't know, man. I was used to be of that opinion, but I think they're making a comeback into general day-to-day... Well, Royal Albert Hall, by the sounds of things. He stood on stage at the Royal Albert Hall. He looked fantastic. He was moving around the stage. He was doing his thing. Smart tracky bottoms. So if I come in wearing tracksuit bottoms tomorrow, you're not judging me? If you combine them with no socks and slip-on <laughs> shoes, that would make my day. <laughs> The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. The Absolute Radio Breakfast Show with Bush and Richie on a Thursday morning. That's pretty much it from us. Time flies, doesn't it? Time flies. It does. Uh, thank you for having us. Looking after the breakfast show this week with uh, for Dave Berry. We're back again tomorrow, obviously. Another thank you from us. Well, it's really a thank you on behalf of Leona. I'm not sure she had the time during her show yesterday uh, on the Absolute Radio, no repeat guarantee, uh, to thank you for all your messages about your favourite mint. Yeah, we did. Uh, we came up with a phone topic for Leona just at the tail end of yesterday's mm. show and we urged you to make sure you sent as many texts and tweets about it about what your favourite mint was and I, I, later on in the afternoon I just checked my phone and I saw her fielding questions about tree ball mints and I yeah. thought <laughs> it's really worked it's really worked out Leona's on the way next we'll see you lot tomorrow <laughs>